Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel Rex here with you today. I am a multidisciplinary, interdisciplinary, guerrilla ontologist, anarchistic man, artist, artisan, son, lowercase g god. Wow. So yeah, I'm recording at the end of the week on a Sunday. I almost never do this. I really actually don't ever do this, but I have had the most bombastic pre-eclipse season week where I got uh, B'nai Mitzvahed. <laughs> huge, huge celebration there. Um, and I had just gotten off of a film set. So it was back to back. I'm you know, this is going to be an interesting episode. It's going to be real raw. So you're going to take me as it is and hopefully love it. And if not, that's all right. You get to choose. You get to consent to listening. So <laughs> we're going to keep it short and sweet for that very reason, because I am a tender baby man. Okay. So we're going to jump right into the week of October 17th to October 23rd. So Monday the 17th to Sunday the 23rd of October. Now there's a lot of things happening. And I I know that I'm going to re-listen to this episode and be like, wow, there's just really so much that I did not touch upon. And there's a lot going on. But, and also, I'm going to try to pick out the things that I think are the most important. I want to say overall this week is the end of the Mercury retrograde processing time. So what that means is that this week there will be a few challenges throughout the week in terms of communicating around power and control issues in one's life, compromises, where we feel in control, where we feel out of control, control is an illusion, the ego's version of control, right? These are all going to crop up for us to do a final birthing through, a final push through, and really actively and intentionally clear these things up. This likely will manifest in one-on-one relationships one-on-one intimate relationships that can be romantic, platonic, business, anything that's just a you and another person. So this is like a final, I look at this week as a final energetic portal where it's like really intentionally, you know, fill in the gaps wherever they are in terms of power and control as they relate to your interpersonal relationships. So being courageous about communicating with people, Pluto is very active this week. He becomes very activated by the sun and Venus. And although this looks slightly uncomfortable to me because Pluto asks us to alchemize ourselves, asks us to, it's the Phoenix energy. Pluto asks us to to die, to, to become alive. I mean, this is really like burning up in flames. So Pluto is asking for us to do that this week in our interpersonal relationships. So often this may feel like someone else is asking you to die. That, that, it, that really could be how it feels. We are also entering Scorpio season at the same time as Pluto, which rules Scorpio, right? Pluto, Pluto and Scorpio go along like peas in a pod. They are functioning at the same time this week. We move into Scorpio season, I believe on the 23rd is when the sun moves into Scorpio. We're very close to the end. Yeah, I think it's the at the end of the week, the sun moves into Scorpio. But that signifies, especially on the Northern Hemisphere, it's like, this is the dying season. This is the time to die. And so that will happen on a very deep psychological level for a lot of people. You may this week really understand how some relationships are irrevocably changed. Now, this doesn't mean that it's like sad and, you know, we don't need to qualify it as good or bad. It's just that the dynamics needed to be composted. And Scorpio is a master composter. And Pluto, 
Pluto's the lord of the underworld. It's like, come down here, you will be changed, and when you go back up into the real world, you will have some wisdom from the dead. I mean, that's a big part of it, wisdom from the dead. We're entering into Halloween season. This is huge. Samhain, the veil will be very thin very soon, and it's happening this year. Halloween is happening in the middle of eclipse season. And as I've spoken about, these are going to be massively charged change points between October 15th, which is has already gone as you're listening to this. It's October 17th, Monday, that we've entered into the realm of faded change points. And then we will be exiting that realm safely by the end of November. So Halloween, Samhain is going to be a very massive, I think, death and release portal for a lot of folks and if we can have a little bit of mm, like buoyancy within that level of grieving it will be really powerful a little bit of levity or perspective this is why you know I do this kind of work I look at this and I'm like okay there's going to be things that I will be asked to let go of there will be things that I finally say goodbye to for good and also wow what, what a miracle that my relationships are changing dynamically right now So having a little bit of play with your ego, which really wants to be in control, and Pluto may trick it this week into feeling like it can really run the boat. Pluto does this fantastic thing of like, fantastic in a kind of a terrible way, but Pluto is very, very good. When he's super active in the sky, he tricks people into being like, you can manipulate this situation into winning. Like, you can win. And it's sort of like any of the like villains in the Disney movies I think of, like I'm thinking of, you know, probably politically incorrect at this point, but Jafar, I think, in Aladdin, like... You have these characters that are like, I'm going to like use magic and manipulation and spells to like really beat the hero. Like I'm going to trick the hero and I get to get whatever I want. And, you know, they, of course, we know the formula for Disney, but it's like they, they obviously fail. And the thing that Pluto does that will be active this week is like, I can trick my partner. I can manipulate my business partner or whatever. There could be this temptation that Pluto's very good at, at creating an illusion for temptation to be underhanded or undermining and try to get your way, try to feel more in control. So the level of reactivity this week potentially will be very high. Um, The dates that I find to be potentially the most activated would be not October 19th, October 20th. Yeah, October 19th and October 20th, which I believe are Tuesday and Wednesday, the first, the front part of the week is actually where there is this like pretty powerful T-square forming in the cardinal signs that really wakes Pluto up. And Pluto's like, "Mm, like, here we go. Now the low vibration is trying to, you know, assert control over another person. That's the lowest vibration of this week, of this week's energy. Or maybe react react really, really strongly to a partner in a way that is historical. Like there's trauma there that you haven't quite processed, so you're taking it out on another person and really believing wholesale that it's them. That's the lowest, you know, form of this energy. The maybe higher iterations or the like more graceful iterations of this energy are really being like, I'm ready for a, to turn a new page in this relationship. I'm really ready to start over clean slate. I'm really ready to like uh, communicate honestly, simply and and authentically and also receive the other person honestly, simply, openly, authentically so that I can hear where they're coming from and see them 
in a new light. Pluto allows you to see people in a new light. You do have to get over your fears in this process, though. So working with your fear this week would be a profound thing to do. Breathing through your fear, slowing down the moment you feel your body get activated. This is somatic first, generally before it is mental. Not always, but often our heart, pre- our blood pressure rises, our heart rate rises. We can sometimes get a little tingly in our bodies. These are all signs that our um, ner- uh, our, our sympathetic nervous system is responding and we are becoming a little dysregulated. Pluto, oh my gosh, this the, the I have I've done so much work with Pluto and the moon. The moon is my ruler, so I, I'm very careful when Pluto and the moon talk. They are talking this week, right on Monday, very directly. It is a time. To, well, I've noticed in my in my like I'm I'm basically like a scientist. I really watch Pluto and the moon when they're together, as they are this week, and when they're very activated together. It is so easy to be reactive and it's so easy to become dysregulated. Like the the way that Pluto activates the nervous system. The reason that that happens is that Pluto, again, think about Lord of the Underworld. Think about tunnels digging and going down, 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 down into the bottom of the earth, like the core. Pluto penetrates all the way down to the core of the being. And when Pluto goes all the way down into the darkness... You, you know, you bump into things in your closet, in your proverbial closet, and right? And the dysregulation comes from being like, oh, I don't want to feel that trauma. I don't want to feel that pain that's in the dark that Pluto shines a light on. And the moon reflects that plutonic urge to transform even the most stuck, fixed, terrifying things that we hold in from our history, from our histories, right? Collectively too, epigenetically, but also just personally as well. So this is getting highlighted top of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Just be mindful that like if you can breathe, drink water. And then also like the the beauty, the miracle of this week is that Pluto's like, look at this. Look at this interpersonal dynamic that you are living out that does not serve you, does not serve the other person. Or look at what this other person's doing. Can you be honest with them about what they're doing in a way that isn't blaming them or trying to control them? But just saying like, hey, there's this thing you do. This is what I perceive. This is all nonviolent communication. This is what I perceive. And this is what needs to be transformed for us to move forward. Or like, here's where's the compromise? Libra, we're at the end of Libra season. It's all about compromise. Like, where can we transform? But also everyone is transforming together and getting, you know, some, if not all of their needs met. This is all really important work to do this week. This is why I'm like looking at this as the final portal of communication station relationship relation communication station like this is it in terms of the follow-through of the mercury retrograde we just went through before the big wave of eclipses that really start to activate the following week from here so this is like a wonderful i mean i love the universe the universe is actually like divinely timed i mean this is all divinely timed it's like here's this wonderful energy to work through before you're about to have monumental change in your life and the wonderful energy is for clearing up the relationship dynamics clearing up some of the trauma definitely historical trauma i see some family signatures in this chart so things that you've inherited from your parents or your guardians or your siblings or your family dynamics epigenetic trauma is very um, is factored in highly here really just like having some clear nonviolent, honest raw potentially scary communication 
Like that's the conversation. That's the, uh, that's it. This is the tea for this week. It's very active Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I was going to say it was going to get chill, but it's not really going to get chill because by, you know, we start to head into the tail end of Libra season, which is asking us to get very clear on our relationships before we go into like the most goth month of the year, baby. That's Scorpio. Like Scorpio is like the goth month. It's so here we go. It's not going to get lighter. It's going to get deeper. That's the thing about Libra is that Libra is like superficial in in the way that it is contractual. Libras are like things need to feel good. They need to feel balanced. They like to save face. They like to sign the contract and be like, everything's sorted. Everything's sorted. We don't have to go too deep. But But Scorpio, which follows every year, obviously, follows the month of Libra. Scorpio is about going really deep. The way I like to describe this transition, I <laughs> bear with me here, everybody. The way I like to describe this transition is that Libra, which is, you know, uh, in the the overall wheel, just the base wheel with Aries at the first house, Aries in the first house, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac wheel. Libra is the seventh house across from Aries, and it's the sign of, of getting married. So I always tell clients when I'm describing the transition from Libra to Scorpio, the transition from Libra to Scorpio is you get married to the one you love and you sign the contract and everyone's at the wedding and the wedding's beautiful and there's flowers and the food's really good and the cake tastes great and you get these lovely pictures and you look so good and your partner looks so great. And then the transition to Scorpio is that you go on your honeymoon to let's say Boca Raton, I don't know, Cancun, like you go somewhere on your honeymoon, you get food poisoning and you watch your significant other and yourself release liquids from every orifice in each of your bodies, right? You're like watching the most disgusting, like you both get just so sick that it's like all the liquids are leaving the body all from all orifices, right? You get the picture. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Scorpio is the depth of like watching the person you love in a state of out of disreg like uncontrol non-controllable urge which would be like the body needing to release you know all the food it's eaten right all the liquids it's got inside of it so libra is beautiful aesthetic balanced a little superficial and then scorpio is the real muck like the real like yeah you love your fiance or you love your newly wedded person because and they're also like you know, that's the visual that you're getting right now and you have to take care of them and whatever. And that level of commitment, when things feel icky or messy, the body is messy. That's the, that's the depth of the wisdom of Scorpio of like literally Scorpio rules the bowels. So it's a pretty good metaphor. Like it's pretty on point if I may say so myself, but, and also it's just the, it is one of the deepest signs apart from Pisces. I mean, it really, Scorpio wants to go to the depths of the emotional space, wants to go to the depths of the trauma. They make excellent therapists, excellent psychologists, right? So we're transitioning into the month of Scorpio, which means that all of us are going to be asked to do some unpacking and digging and, you know, kind of scary cave diving, right? Uh, I love the image of Pluto as a cave or Scorpio as things that scuttle around in caves. I mean, scorpions scuttle around in the dark. So we're going to be asked to unpack our own personal caves for the next month. And it will be during eclipses, which means that the unpacking is really faded, F-A-T-E-D, really karmic, 
Okay, really dharmic. So it's like, what I'm saying is that this level of cave diving is deep. It's going to be, I think, for most folks, really scary or intense, and also extremely fruitful. Extremely fruitful. Really potentially, like, the word I think of when I think of Pluto, which rules Scorpio, is transformative. This is a highly transformative month. Scorpio, okay? For all the Scorpios and Tauruses out there who have very strong Scorpio and Taurus, Taurus placements, this is going to be a highly meta, like metamorphic month for you. Beautiful, powerful, and also humans are terrified of change. So I'm just warning everybody that there there is this level of like intensity that's about to come in. So these la- this last week, this week right here, October 17th to October 23rd, this last week of Libra, like, soak it up. It's going to be lighter vibes before, I mean, well, Pluto's activated, so not quite. We're, we got to do a lot of work right now, but it's slightly lighter vibes <laughs> than October 24th onward, okay? So this is the week to, like, really try to extend the olive branch to the people that you love and just be like, look, this is where I'm coming from. I want to hear where you're coming from. That's very important, what I just said. It's not just about what you need to communicate. It's also very important that you are hearing what the other person is saying and feeling and expressing. That's the only way the olive branch pass, the peacemaking treaty, will be successful. And what I said earlier in a previous episode stands here, which is you are gathering your your core base group of people that you are going to go into the winter with here on the Northern Hemisphere slash you are going to go into eclipse season with. So you need to be really clear like, are these people the people that are long-term? Are these the people I really want to be with for the long-term? And this week offers us an opportunity, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, to have those conversations as like, look, are we really doing this? And like, this is this is me raw and like unfiltered and also nonviolent, okay? Key, key component, nonviolent. That's going to make this so much easier, right? The nonviolent piece is going to make it so much more efficient. Just saying, very efficient. But raw, unfiltered, this is what I need. This is what, okay, I hear what you need. We're, we we want to make this work for the long term, especially before the real gnarly astrology of Halloween. Okay, so <laughs> this is it. This is it, babies. Like this is it. <sighs> okay. Wow, Pluto. One of my favorite topics, truly. I was raised by an entire family of Scorpios. Every single person in my family has strong Scorpio placements. So I am well-versed with the Pluto energy, which rules Scorpio. Monday, we still have the Saturn Uranus square highly active right now. So this means that, like, oof, big change portal. I, I, I would like to think of this as trash compactor energy forcing every one of us to change. If you know where Taurus and Aquarius fall in your chart, this will be very helpful for you to understand where you are being asked to very specifically change for the fourth and final time. This is it. This transit will not be happening again in this way, in these signs for a very long time. So that, the Aquarius, Taurus, acts, uh, square with Saturn and Uranus, huge it is active if there is a part the way i would word this for folks who are like i don't understand anything you're talking about with the astrology if there is something in your life just take a moment right now as i'm talking and think about this if there is something in your life that has been like a thorn in your side over the last two years or like an itch that you can't quite scratch where you're just like i can't solve this thing 
again, for everybody, it's going to iterate differently depending on their chart. But if there's something that you can't quite resolve that feels like it's coming back into focus, you thought you resolved it and it's coming back into focus, that is your Saturn Uranus square story. Now, the thing about it is that something new is going to erupt out of it. Something new will erupt by the beginning of 2023 that will be, it'll create a level of clarity in each and each and every one of our lives. But right now, it's coming up for focus in a way that is uncomfortable, that's like a thorn in your side or an itch that you can't quite scratch. It's asking us to look at that thorn in the side or that itch that you cannot scratch in a new, innovative, even risk-taking sort of way. Because Uranus, who is the planet of risks, is winning from this square, is really going to come out on top. So we need to be aware of, like, what is it that needs to change and needs to be, like you know, a risk needs to be taken in this area. So that's very important. That's happening. It's active all week. It really is acute right now, and it will feel less intense even by November. But eclipses will be happening, so the intensity will probably remain, but this itch will likely be less itchy <laughs> as we get into November. Now, family stuff comes up this week. This week is colored by historical wounding is is really there's a, a a lens of like what are you bringing in from your family what is his what his, is historical is hysterical the hysteria of past wounding from parental or guardian figures or siblings or family dynamics this is very important to think about when we are looking at just the psycho the psychological work we need to do this week in our current partnerships, right? Sometimes, you know, often, I hate to bring up Freud, but often we're playing out our mother or father or guardian dynamics with our current partners, whether that's business partner, platonic partner, or romantic. So those are reflections of whatever we have potentially not worked through or resolved with our primary or early relationships to our guardians. This is that's this is a Freud week, okay? Freudian slips, okay? <laughs> this is just Freudian slip into the dark side of Pluto. So just be mindful and maybe take some time to be like, oh, like look at your current relationships and be like, oh, whatever you, whichever relationship you feel uncomfortable with, maybe ask yourself like, what is, is there history behind here that predates this person? Like what's the dynamic, not about the person or blaming the person, but like what's the dynamic that potentially is familiar to me that I really want to solve or work through? How do you approach it with a less of a, a lens of blame of the person that's the contemporary person and more so like, what do I do? What am I doing? What am I engaging in? What am I consenting to? Or what do I, what dynamic do I find myself in again that is reminding me of something that happened in the past with a previous person? How do I try something new? This is the Saturn Uranus square. New. Be curious. Be curious about new ways of relating, new ways of communicating, and potentially new ways of healing. Mars and Gemini is about experimenting. That's the word. The key word is experimenting with the new practices that help us heal our wounds, help us heal our, our masculine for sure, but also just heal our communication wounds for the most part, Gemini being the sign of communication. So this is all very active. How do I feel about... You know, Friday looks a lot lighter to me as a day. I'm just giving you the... I mean, I'm I'm really looking at this. I'm like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, intense. Thursday, still very intense to me. Pluto, there's a Pluto uh, square to Venus and 
the Sun in Kazemi. Now, the Venus Sun Kazemi is wonderful. That means that they're at the same degree. That's happening, I believe, on Wednesday exactly. Let me double check. No, it's happening on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday is a Sun Kazemi, uh, Sun Venus Kazemi, which means that the the Venus Aphrodite, the lover, like she's just so lovely. She's in Libra, which is her home sign. She's so happy to be there. And she's kaziming, she's kissing the sun. The sun and Venus are are kissing. But also the sun kind of burns up any planet that's around him. So this is a lover's embrace, but it's hot. Okay, there's a lot of heat. It's also, though, considered like very good luck. The thing I would say, though, is because it's squaring Pluto, this is like good luck relationship energy, highlighting good luck relationship energy with a bend. The bend is like you have to to transform the relationship. Pluto is there in the corner. So like Sun Venus Kazemi is like, again, I'm going to bring up a wonderful metaphor for Libra season is a wedding. The Sun and Venus Kazemi, when they're together kissing, it's like the bride and the groom just like, wow, like having this wonderful wedding that's radiant and like just pristine. But because Pluto is squaring them in Capricorn, late degrees Capricorn, Pluto's like, he's like, in he's in the corner of the wedding and he's like maybe like in a dark shroud and everyone's a little bit like yeah that 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 person's creepy like pluto's creepy and i don't really know why he's here and he's kind of he's kind of holding somebody accountable we're not sure but it's a little bit you know it's the one break in the beauty of the wedding so pluto being the kind of mood killer here it's not that it's we're not going to have good luck energy. It's like you can have good luck energy in your relationships this week if you are willing to do the Pluto work, which is raw, real, honest, accountable. That's it. Like if you are raw, real, honest, and accountable for your own behavior and your own consenting, this is like you can get in really deep. This signature is like crying with a lover or crying with a partner or being really honest with a business partner in a way that makes you feel vulnerable but doing it in a way that ultimately empowers you. Now on a shadow level, I said this earlier, some people will break down with this energy. This is an energy of like breaking down and just like really feeling the depths of pain. It's initially the shadow energy, but I look at this as catharsis. This is a very cathartic transit where I'm like, people could really break down and feel like a puddle of emotions and also come out of this and be like, mm, I'm so much stronger because I let myself feel that pain. So like leaning into the, the discomfort and leaning into the discomfort when Libra wants us to just keep it superficial, that's powerful this week. So taking risks, but being accountable, being raw, real, honest, and brave, huge, all really huge here. So who the week is not light. It's lighter than next week, but it is not light. So again, Friday, like I said, I'm kind of bouncing around here because I'm sleep deprived from this last week that I just had. But Friday, it's a little bit more chill. The only thing that's really happening is the uh, Saturn Uranus square is still active. And like I said, I already talked about that. That's a, a, the itch you can't quite scratch, but it's good to keep trying to scratch it. And uh, try new ways, right? Be experimental with your scratching. Try new ways of fixing that problem in your life. Otherwise, moon's in Virgo. Kind of a weird, funky spot for the moon, but it's just like, you know, take care of your body. It's a really good day to Friday through Saturday is a really great period of time to do some yoga, do some meditation, do some exercise. 
Um, take really good care of your body. Uh, it's a really great time to do anything that's nurturing to the body, like taking a long bath, getting a massage, uh, slowing down. So this is wonderful for that. And then let's look at Sunday, which is the ingress for zero degrees of Scorpio. Look at that. And Venus. Ooh, and Venus follows her. Wow. She follows the sun right into Scorpio. This is just beautiful and really intense. Like, wow. Um, so we we have the sun, Venus, Kazemi basically all week, and they follow each other from Oh, this is so good. Oh, this is so potent. They follow each other from Libra into Scorpio at the end of the week. So the sun is the sun is being walked into the sign of its uh it's not at fall. It leaves the sign of its fall into mm, I don't know if it's a comfortable place for the sun, but it is a powerful place for the sun, Scorpio with Venus in in tow. So Venus guides or like welcomes the sun into Scorpio and it's like this is like, mm, we're going to do some transformation. This is going to be deep. Venus there, I like Venus there. I think she bonifies the situation. The sun is generally like a slightly positive planet, not not considered a malefic for sure. So this is a nice moment of like, if you're willing, this is a wonderful day, Sunday, to set some intentions for like, this is the deep, scary work that I know I need to have to do. And I'm going to do it and it's going to be blessed by Venus. It's going to be blessed by the goddess of love. Goddess of love. Hear that. Like, this is Aphrodite. This is just, like, there is opulence here. Even in Scorpio, there is a level of grace that is being afforded us as we begin Scorpio season with Venus there on the sun. But this also means, I'm going to be very real with people, if you're willing to go in trans to transformation. If you're willing to dive into growth and change, this will be a very beneficial eclipse season for you. If you are holding on to some false sense of control that you can control your relationships, this is going to be a bumpy ride because Scorpio is about merging with another. The sun and Venus entering in on the ingress day means the entire eclipse season is like marked by this level of letting go and letting God in regards to how you combine with other people how you combine or alchemize with your lovers with your friends with your business partners with your career and your creative projects this is huge so i'm looking at this and i'm like okay everyone's relationships are going to dramatically change over eclipse season this is it's dramatic okay scorpio it's dramatic it's deep it's deep that's why it's dramatic the only reason it's dramatic is that it's so deep having a degree of almost like a meditative Zen-like quality of, of, of accepting the change now. Before we even hit the eclipses, which are October 25th, before we get there, which is next week, but early next week, okay, that's Tuesday, coming into this eclipse cycle with a level of like, my relationships are changing, and I'm just going to let that happen. I'm just going to let it happen, and I'm going to trust that the other side of the dragon's belly those relationships are more in alignment with who I am on a deep alchemical level. That's Scorpio. Scorpio is like you have to go through the muck and the mud and experience the, you know, the bowel movements to come out on the other side, a lighter, more loving, kind, compassionate, and deep human being. This is depth. This is adding some wonderful, sexy depth to our relationships, some of which may be very much eclipsed or removed during this eclipse cycle. So going in with the idea that, okay, yeah, I'm not, mm -mm, not these are, these relationships are not going to be the same. 
these relationships are not going to be the same. That doesn't mean good or bad. It just means that there is a massive amount of change happening with Venus guiding the sun into Scorpio on Sunday. Again, a wonderful, I think this is a really juicy day to do some pre-planning for eclipse season. Not planning. You can't plan for eclipse season. <laughs> uh, just intention setting for eclipse season and a lot of emphasis on the flexibility that will be required of us as our relationships dramatically change during this cycle. Okay, everybody, there's a lot more happening, certainly, but I'm keeping it kind of personal. I'm not going to talk about like financial stuff that there's like a lot of world astrology that I'm definitely interested in, but like, it's just going to play itself out in the media. You'll, you'll see it all happen just on the personal level. I hope this was helpful again, just like let go and let God, this is a huge moment to surrender. It's a huge moment to like have a lot of, um, give a lot of people benefit of the doubt as well as yourself. Like give yourself compassion, give yourself space, give other people space, go slow through this. This is, especially as we head into the end of the week, going slow with your communications will be helpful here. Being really intentional with your communications will be like massively helpful and efficient during this week. But again, real, raw, honest, accountable, all the Pluto terms, they apply this week. And wow, I'm wishing you all the best of luck. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, there's no watching. <laughs> I love this. I'm like, it's my TV show already. Thank you for like rating the podcast, for listening, for writing a review. Those really help with the algorithms. If you want to be on this podcast and you're like, I have something really important to share, please reach out to me. I love that. Or if you have any questions or things you want me to talk about, I'm more than happy to dive in. And thank you for this last minute wild ride of the world of Rex right before the week starts. I'm recording on the Sunday before. And um, I can't wait to talk to you all next week. I'm sending a lot of love. And thank you for listening to the world of Rex. Rex.